What's up, everybody? And welcome to the Zach Dressler Show. I'm Zach Dressler. Thanks for joining us. Welcome, new subscribers. If you're just tuning in for the first time on YouTube, please smash that subscribe button. Smash it. Smash it. Uh, if you want to just listen to the audio version and don't want to see my ugly mug, go to, uh, we're on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, apparently, we're going to be on SoundCloud now. You can just Amazon, we're on everything. Um just want to get through this real quick. I got a fantastic guest today, uh, a mentor to me, one of my good friends, uh, Liz Lapp. She is the host of the Hoops Talk podcast. You can check that on YouTube. You can go to also on iTunes, Stitcher, all that fantastic things, uh, and check that out. Um, she, you know, we're going to talk about Sundance. She attended Sundance virtually. We're going to talk about basketball. We're in a fantasy league together. Um, her her podcast is fantastic. It talks about. I mean, talk covers the NBA, but not the way traditional NBA is covered. It's it's you know more about the culture, the fashion. You know, it's a different view of perspective, and I love uh, the podcast. Um, um, what else? I mean, you can go check her out. Oh, she's a huge sneakerhead. I don't know if I mentioned that. It's huge a fun show. It's a great. Show. It's a great show. Yeah. Uh, but check her out. You can check out her uh, Twitter, Lizzie Eeb, L I Z Z Y E E B. That's Twitter. Her uh, Instagram is Lizzie Lap, L I Z Z Y L A double P P P P. I should say double P. And uh, the show, the uh, the Hoops Talk podcast, you can check on Instagram. That is on the at the Hoops Talking, and on Twitter, it's the Hoops Talk Pod. What's up, Indy? How you doing, man? <laughs> Doing good, doing good. We have Tori here. My we do, Tori. we do have, we have Tori. How you doing, Tori? Co-guest, yeah. co-host guest. I appreciate you joining the show. Um, I want to get into it real quick before we get to Lizzie. The reason why I have both of you on here is, so I'm doing these uh, bagel reviews. Uh, we're up to like four or five right now. Go check them out. Uh, if you have bagels you want me to try from your area, whether it's the North America or around the world, let me know. Subscri- you know, uh, hit them in the comments what the place is. I'll try them. I usually do it with the bacon, egg, and cheese. That's how I like my bagels. That's why I rate my scores off Classic. of a duo that that that's sandwich. A show, that's yeah. a show tradition. It's a show tradition. But uh, Indy via Tori uh, mentioned <laughs> to me uh, that Jenny's Ice Cream, if you have Jenny's in your area, you can go online and get Jenny's. But Jenny's Ice Cream has uh, Jenny's Ice Cream Everything Bagel Flavor. And, you know... I, I mean, it's perfect for the show. It's perfect for the show. It's uh, it's it's cream cheese ice cream with everything bagel gravel. <laughs> I don't First of all, the word gravel is a little off-putting. Right? That's what I was about to say. I don't know if I want to eat gravel, but... I, I, what, I mean, what else could you call it? I mean, probably seasoning, well, but then... It, I'd call it like a... Like it's not a, unprecedented. Ground. Maybe brittle, like a brittle. Okay, I like that because you couldn't call it a seasoning because seasoning and ice cream don't really go together yeah. in my mind. Mm. Yeah, true. But you, you brought this to my attention, so I tried to get some on our show a couple weeks ago. Uh, they don't have it in the local stores, at least not in L.A., so I had to go to the website and order uh, a minimum of five containers, not of just this, but of other ice creams, a minimum of five to get this ice cream, and it that came a like week if later. They, if they force you to buy five... Of the I, I mean, they they have those options. I'm sure they're great. They have those There's options, but like, and I love bagels, but I don't want it in my ice cream. <laughs> but we got this ice cream. Yeah. We don't know yet. We don't know that yet. And uh, I wanted to taste test it and rate it and do the whole thing with my crew. Yeah, let's do it. Also, and so we'll I checked the website like five minutes ago. They're officially sold out. 
All right, they're officially sold out. So I don't know if they're going to make some more. I don't know if it's a limited flavor, but uh, if you're watching this, uh, go try and order it. At I don't know Jenny's if you can. Jenny's ice cream. At Jenny's ice cream. Let's, let's share this, Jenny. I'm scared because there's onions and garlic in it, and that sounds scary. Yeah, but you know what? The that's how th- that's how great things are either created or, or just you know uh, not not really. <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you know. know. Think think about all the great you know. I mean, would you know uh, sweet and savory go together? People didn't like you know, or Reese's peanut butter cups yeah. would have happened. You know, who knows? Right. I mean, like uh, this is the epitome of don't judge a book by its cover. Maybe we're right. Maybe we're not. So let's try this here. Let's open. Okay. You guys, you guys, open it yet? Pull the seal. Oh, pulled the seal. Okay. It's officially pulled. I'm just playing with the ice I have cream to have while a you guys. Piece of gravel though. <laughs> Don't chip your tooth on the gravel, though. Don't chip your tooth. Okay. Oh, no, I'm scared. Okay, get some gravel. Okay. Oh yeah, mask. Go ahead and try. What do you guys think? Okay. Oh. Oh my god. Ew. Oh that no. Is... Oh no. Okay. Well, my turn That's to try. Pretty... Oh my lord! That yeah. Okay, so okay. Oh. okay. Um, so this actually. Oh my god, Jenny. Okay, so this actually. Oh. This actually tastes like an everything bagel in ice cream oh. form, and it is not tasty. Okay. Um, oh. I don't like the onion and garlic. No, it doesn't. You're right. It doesn't go. Oh, Jenny. It does not go. This does not. <laughs> Jenny. Jenny, Jenny, you ain't got nine number five six seven five three zero nine. Maybe That's not it the was number. Just the poppy seed and the brittle and no onion and garlic. No, I, I think even the poppy seed would have made it a weird texture. Like salt, sure. Like, do you think this would go good on a bagel? <sighs> I think so. I saw somebody. Yeah, but like, do what that. do you put this? What kind of bagel do you put this on? Because I saw already... a guy online what? put it on an everything bagel and eat it. Oh, what did he say? Loved it. I think this would go good on a bagel, like yeah. a dessert. Bagel. Oh, I just got a huge. Chunk of gravel. <laughs> it is stuck in my tooth. And all I can taste is like, it's it's like this, it's like. Yeah. Because you can always separate the cream cheese and the bagel when you actually have a cream cheese bagel. Right. Good point. But this is, this is like, it's combining the flavors. It's like, almost like I chewed the ice. It's like I chewed right. a cream cheese everything bagel. And without making too gross. Regurgitated it back out, and we froze yeah. in an ice cream machine. Yeah, it's, it's Mr. Krabs chewing. Yeah, the, uh, it's wow. The, the, the I think I'm pack. done. Um, yeah, uh, that that's a quick taste test. That is, yeah, that is. Zach, your next bagel review, the one you put up on YouTube. Go get a, go get a plane. Go get a everything. <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, or maybe three. Have a have a trifecta. Yeah, bagels. Yeah, put them on top as a dessert bagel. Review. And then vomit myself. Quality, oh my god! Um, okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, I'm still trying to. I need some water. Jesus. <laughs> you need more water? I can get you. Know. I got another. I got another bottle. I got another bottle. Sit down. I got. It. I got. It. Yeah. Um. Okay. So uh, normally I give this a rating. So I do. I go one through ten, and you can do decimal point systems as well. Um. <laughs> I want Indy. You go first. Give me a rating from one to ten. Okay. Well. And don't feel like you need to be generous. Jenny's don't oh, owe it. Jenny's, Jenny's, I love you, Jenny. Jenny, I love you. You make great ice cream, but we don't owe you shit. Marketing materials anytime soon. No, I'm just saying. Okay. It's so nuanced. Uh, here's the thing. Jenny, applaud you because you made a remarkable ice cream. Yeah. I gotta say, it's remarkable. Yeah. Um, that's the adjective it's I special. use. Special. It's something. Special. It's like, uh, it's like the, 
You know when somebody witnesses somebody puking and then they puke? It's kind of like the same... There's like a reflex. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a reflex. Yeah, it, it's... Or it's like... Uh, maybe it's the, t- maybe it's the coldness. May I don't know what it. No, it's, it's just, not the coldness. A spoonful of. I think it's this. Man. I think it's this. Yeah. I think yeah. it's this. It, it, it's an aftertaste. Yeah. It's like this. You, you, you like three, it's four seconds later. It's what it is. The beginning, <laughs> middle and end. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the scoop to my mouth to the, to I swallow it in my stomach. Oh. It's garbage. It's. It's, uh, so it's what do you, remarkable. So what do you give me? Give me give me a rating. Okay. Uh, here's out here's why it's out of 10. Here's a, here's why it's nuanced. I haven't tried it on a bagel. I would think it would be a, a great thing because I love... So you think it's a better spread? Well, well here's the thing. Mm. I think it's a better spread. Okay. I think it's completely... <laughs> Negative stars on the ice cream. Without, without, even, without, even, without even trying it yet on a, on a bagel, you're saying it's already going to be a better spread. Oh, 100%. This okay. is a spread. Okay. This is not an ice cream. A frozen spread, Here's though? the thing. Here's the thing. I really love myself uh, 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 a good fry and a shake. And dip the fry in the shake. Same. I like that consistency. It's cold. It's hot. It's starting. Yeah, but we're not, dipping a, we're not dipping in everything fry with... With gravel on it. Here's my nuance. Here's where the nuance pops in. He rolls it, rolls through the drive-thru here. You take that. (laughs) I'm trying. There's too much shtick going on. (laughs) You got puns on puns on puns. I'm saying I like a fry and a shake. Yeah. I'm saying I would think this would be this would be great on a on plain bagel on an everything bagel, uh, on a cinnamon raisin bagel. Ew. Okay, that's too far. I'm saying the cinnamon raisin bagel would be better than eating it by itself. Yeah or nay? I mean, I have to try it, man. Right now, all I can think about is uh, this terrible how awful this is. I just burped it, and it's really bad. And it's stuck in my mask. (laughs) It's really bad. So what's your score, man? What's your score? uh, uh, Okay, negative two. Wow, okay. Uh, But a question mark on the uh, the bagel review. uh, A negative two. Okay, okay. Tori? Um... I think the ice cream itself without the gravel is actually pretty good. It's just the gravel itself with the flavors of the onion and the garlic to me that was really off-putting. Because it's ice cream, you want something sweet. Yeah. I like the sweetness of the brittle, but with the onion and garlic, it's not okay. So I'm going to say it's probably a two or a three. Yeah, a three. I'd give it. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I love that. So, I mean... The worst so far in terms of ratings I've given is the Jack in the Box bagel, the breakfast sandwich. <laughs> That's the worst I rating. gave that a yeah. one three, oh. um, and people and people were still like, "You're fucking too generous for that." Oh well, wow! Well, do people consider a bacon, egg, and cheese? Do you consider a bacon, egg, and cheese a bagel? Or is that a sandwich? It's a, it's a bagel sandwich. It's a bagel sandwich. But, oh, right, right. It, but it's it's my favorite bagel. It's my favorite sandwich to have on a bagel next mm. to cream cheese. A bagel itself, I can still eat a bagel by itself, but I can never eat a whole bagel by myself. It still needs some butter, if that makes sense. Right. Like, they always have to go something with with a bagel, you know, a spread, a lox, something like that, you know, vegetable mm. cream cheese. There always has to be something yeah, that goes with a bagel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think that goes the same way with any type of, I mean, uh, people who even have toast, you know, it has to have some butter, avocado on it. Ah, mm. uh, I'm gonna give this, and I'm sorry, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I'm gonna give this a, a point seven. A point seven, yeah. Point I mean, I gave it a negative, and and, a and, and and I'll try, and I'll try what Indy said. I'll try it on a bagel. 
I don't have hopes. I want to give Jenny credit because I think it's different. It's different. It's remarkable. I'll say that. (laughs) I don't know how many times I will. We're remarking about it. It's it's podcast worthy, right? And I say that now that it's sold out. I mean, people are just going to wonder just how bad it really is. Listen, I, I, you know, like I said, I'm all for experimenting and everything like that. But the problem is when you experiment. You know, there's people that go crazy with this fucking shit. And they're like, this is the best thing ever. And this is how, this is how, and I know I'm going to get blasted for this. And I don't give a shit. This is how pineapple on pizza came to be. Yep. Yep. Okay. Because someone fucked with the system and fucked with people's palates. And people have some interesting palates and some really fucked up palates and palates in between. And and now we have pineapple on pizza. And people will, will, to this day, will fight. They're like, oh, what about if it has ham? It doesn't matter. Pineapple doesn't belong in pizza. Gravel, everything bagel gravel, gravel does not belong in ice cream or, you know, God, I, yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, uh, Zach, okay, this is a future episode. We need to get Jenny on the show. We need to interrogate her on what? Uh, interrogate. On, on, interrogate, yeah, because it's. I don't it's, think she's going to want to come on the show now that we said we should interrogate her. <laughs> well, we should, gotta, I want to, I want to investigate uh, and ask her questions on what her process is in coming up with these flavors. What, you know, like, like, I don't think the next step here is like, yes, I love a frosty and a fry, but I don't want a frosty fry fucking ice cream because you know what? Frozen fries aren't going to taste as good as real well, hot fries. It's, it's, well, here's the thing. This tasted like a bagel blended together. Yes. Into milk, right? Yes. I'm saying exactly. this on a bagel would be good because of the, the, the hot, cold, the 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 wet dry it's 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 a it's a complimentary uh, a frozen a spread though doesn't sound very good no i'm not you, you yeah i'm on the frozen spreads it. no that's what i'm saying i love a fry and shake a, a hot and a cold yeah yeah this will yeah. be a hot and a cold together okay okay perhaps it's better toasted perhaps it's not yeah i uh oof. this is enticing <laughs> i here's the thing i was and i think what's even more disappointing for me and maybe you too indy is that like I, I I wait. I ordered this. I waited uh, like a week and so to get this this ice <laughs> yeah. cream. Yeah, you know? there's some hype to it. And 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 listen, Jenny's ice cream. I love like the the, oh. the the chocolate ice cream. They have this like um, they got so many good other ice creams. Like a, 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 literally a list. But they're on Hillhurst. Yep, they're in Hillhurst. They're in Larchmont here in L.A. Yeah, I think in Larchmont. Maybe not. This ain't it. This ain't. <laughs> I'm burping garlic. It's it's I'm it's fun. Trapped in my mask with my garlic breath, and it is a form of torture. I have to say. Like I, I think this might have ruined dinner for me. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had dinner yet, and like I don't uh, like what the. <sighs> Not bad. Yeah. Uh, I just I didn't ex- expect a pint of ice cream to derail a podcast. So. Uh, <laughs> so it really did. I I you know, uh, Tori, thank for guys. thank you for coming on and doing this. I'm sorry that I I, I cursed your mouth with this ice cream. <laughs> It's okay. I'll just have onion garlic breath for the rest of the night. Oh, Andy, I'm sorry. Jesus, I feel like I've ruined the Friday nights. Um, <laughs> but but our torment is everybody else's uh, entertainment. Pleasure. All right. Well, I, I think a good cleanse of pal, uh, palate cleanser, not cleanse of pal, palate, palate cleanser uh, is we're going to have Liz on. We're going to talk get Liz on right now. And uh, we're going to, you know, just restart everything and talk about some great stuff and not mention this everything bagel. I, I don't even want to talk about this. I mean, I'll talk about I'll do a I'll do a, a, a taste test with a bagel. Yeah. But I, ugh, anyway, roll the music. Let's get Liz on. Joining me as I teased early in the show 
is uh, a very good friend of mine, um, a mentor to me, one of my mentors, uh, and uh, just a boss-ass woman human podcaster host i mean how much do i have to pump you because when we talked about this earlier you're like just keep on acting what else do i need to say because i feel like i'm missing a lot of things sneakerhead fashionista diva goddess uh laker queen Mm -hmm. sparks queen Yes, um, all, all Liz, Liz Lapp. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Liz, as I mentioned earlier in the show, is the host of the Hoops Talk podcast yes. um, with Karen. You, oh God, I'm always messed up on this. <laughs> I, we already went over this. Uh, Karen, just say it for me so, so I can say it again. Uyanko. Karen Uyanko. <laughs> Yes. And Kendall Freer, uh, yes. who are fantastic humans as well. Um, Absolutely. The, the podcast is, uh, is spectac- spectacular. I've been fortunate enough to join you guys a couple of yes. times. And, Thank you um, for that. You know, we're all in a fantasy league together, which I figured we'd start <laughs> off with there. Um, yes. <laughs> I really, you know, I, I had high hopes for my team this year. I was really doing well. In the past three weeks, my team hasn't taken a shit, but it's just mm-hmm. not done what I've, what it was yeah. doing the first like three weeks, four weeks of this season. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, is that I think you and Kendall were first and second with a few games back prior to the bubble, right? Prior oh, last to the pandemic. Year. Last year. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we were still in the same season. Yeah. It was like we never final got to finalize that season because if we were to finalize it, you guys would have definitely, you know, been definitely one or two, right? Right. right. So in the the pandemic, as we're still in, and then we went into the bubble, and then after the bubble, it was like, hey, let's try to have a regular season, and that's when everyone shit the bed, essentially. Yeah, 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 pretty much. It's been it's been an interesting, you know. It's been, it, I mean, playing playing fantasy this this during this time has been extremely interesting. The yeah. COVID makes it interesting, you know. I I don't know. I I'm the NBA seems to be doing pretty well outside the bubble, um, ish. You know, ish. I'm not a fan of this. You know what they're talking about with the potential All Star game. I think they should just not do it. I agree. Um, in my opinion. But, you know, it's it, managing the fantasy team has been interesting because there's been, I remember the first week, half my team was on IR because they were either yeah. COVID or they were at a strip club getting COVID, whatever it may have been. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> You're right. Well, they're hanging out with James Harden, you know. But yeah, I, it's the chicken wings. It's yeah. all about them chicken wings, okay? <laughs> but I, I, you know, I've, I've enjoyed, I really enjoyed, you know, just backtracking i really enjoyed the bubble i really enjoyed the nba bubble mm. last last summer i mm. thought it was fantastic it was kind of like watching just it i mean i like college hoops but mm. nba is more for me and it just felt like that endless college tournament that was going like the march madness tournament yeah i mean we we were against the bubble to begin with when we you know we just figured like let's just stop play right let's not you know let's you know not let's try to do everything we can to manage this virus that we didn't really have that much information on kind of when they were and of course florida being florida was like come y'all's into the state we don't florida care. still being florida is still <laughs> exactly, doing exactly yeah. exactly um but then you know once you got i mean it was something where you got the swing of things and it re- was really um the uh women's soccer league that started yeah. off sports and then you had the wnba follow suit in the bubble and then yeah. soon after the nba came in 
And so the protocols were in place when you started to understand how safe it was and what they were doing to really, um, you know, try to manage. And they did a great job. They were having like zero um, virus, zero infections. They're the protocols with people going in and out of the bubble world crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah, it did create an atmosphere that I think we eventually were like, okay, we're going to be okay with this. We figured out a way to manage it. We figured out a way to um, make this work. And then when they decided to pop off the regular season, they were like, you know what? We know the bubble worked, but we're not going to do that again. Right. <laughs> we're going to just, yeah. you know, have everyone play kind of regular. And then eventually we're going to allow um, fans in. So you'll have stadiums like Utah or you know, for Utah Jazz, Atlanta, they'll have um, New Orleans, they'll have people in the, in the yeah. stadium. So. And then sometimes you get courtside Karens that come in and annoy LeBron. Oh my God. Yeah. That was a disaster. But before we get into, uh, you know, this current season, you know, um, there's been a lot of news, you know, just in, with NBA in general, but WNBA, uh, the, mm. the offseason's been popping. Yeah. And I'm looking, you know, I you you got me into the WNBA. Now, I I love I love women's soccer. I love watching the U.S. women's soccer team. It was it's one of my top favorite sports to watch, but watching, you know, uh, the WNBA and, and talking to you about it, it's really sparked my interest more. Mm you know, and awesome. getting into yeah. it. But there's been a lot of trades. I, I, I yeah. is this, is this, this has been the most, this is I, from what I've read in, in history of the WNBA from what it seems like. It, it's not just the most, but I think it, it has to do with the players that were traded because right. you had Candace Parker and yep. Candace Parker, she, you know, she's a marquee player. Uh, we, there was a lot of people saying that this might be her retirement year and that she was going to retire with the Sparks. So I think her being kind of the jumping off point of such a huge player um, leaving a market like Los Angeles, she went back to her hometown in Chicago of Chicago um, to play with the sky. So I think that really just, it just shook everything, yeah. you know, that was already kind of being bubbled and then after that they lose Chelsea Gray she goes to the Las Vegas Aces um and so you're seeing these like big players I mean Sue Bird got re-signed um she got re-signed at in the storm and then you have Diana Taurasi who's also a big name that got re-signed with the Phoenix Sun so I think it was just like the magnitude it's yeah. kind of like you know just her being a player and the and her leaving LA which is another thing that you have to think about is like Los Angeles is not, it has not been able to keep that talent. And what does that mean? Like what's going on in the organization? So I think there's a lot of stuff that is bubbling up along with the fact that this is one of those most moved around pieces of the WNBA as far as free agency. And it all kind of popped because free agency didn't start till February 1st, yeah. but it started like a week or a few days before yeah so yeah. that was that was big news for now, sure is it also popping is there something that i missed in terms of because i feel like you know it's kind of like you know you saw it with it, gradually with the nba like teams people were pretty loyal to the teams for the most part and then like mm -hmm. you know there were certain rule changes you know uh cap space that happened did that happen in the WNBA? is that why there's also like just jumping back and forth and just trying to create like i don't know super teams but like you know these championship right. elk teams so they can get rings well, I do think that there is more um, 
there's more sensibility of wanting to go to an organization that is going to put more money into the players and into the marketing and the development yeah. of the players. Which you know, is huge, which is really that. big, which is really big in the WNBA because the WNBA yeah. women's sports in general does not get the marketing, the, the, the exactly. recognition, the, the nationwide recognition, the worldwide recognition that it deserves. I mean, it's always, yeah. it's always, un, it's always uneven. It's always uneven. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird because it's part of the NBA. So right. it's not like they're trying to build an organization outside of what's already there. You know, and you get a market like <sighs> Los Angeles that has, you know, the Lakers. And then now with the Clippers having Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and you have the Warriors up north. I mean, there's a lot that is happening in NBA in California and then Los Angeles itself. The Lakers will always be the marquee team in Los Angeles. That's just how it is. And I think, you know, Chelsea Gray, who went to the Aces, she kind of, uh, she did a, 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 a small series on undefeated about why she went to Vegas. And really it was like, look, we're in the, we're under the shadow of the NBA here. They courted me in Las Vegas. They showed me my training facility. They showed me where I was going to live. Like they treated me like, you know, you want to be treated yeah. as a marquee player going to a team that's going to want to win championships. And I think that is, you know, there comes a point in everyone's career where you're like, I know my worth and that's what I want to see reflected yeah. in an organization I'm going to play with. So there's a lot of things that, you know, the WNBA has to look at and then each organization has to, because they're talking about um, maybe having another team in Oakland, you know, there's Interesting. talks of that. There's also talks about, you know, going to Toronto because, yeah. you know, they had the Raptors. So I think, um, you know, this is the time. And I think these, these stars are seeing like, Hey, you know what? I, I should get as much because I am that good. And I think that's what we're seeing also. Yeah. And, and exactly what you said, like you want to get yours while you can and go to a place that's going to treat. And I think, you know, going to a place, I think, you know, you're going to see a lot of, as teams start to develop uh, other, you know, in Vegas, you know, it's, yeah. it's a developing cities, developing town. They're going to put money behind it. And, you know, affordability. Let's think about it that way as well. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it, you know, these places, it's not, LA is an expensive place to live. New York's an expensive place to live. Like, all these places, and, you, you know, no one's getting paid for it where they should be. Yeah. No one's making that LeBron, and then they should be making that LeBron money. It's, yeah. you know, how are you supposed to live in, a, in an area like this? Yeah. Um, You know, I, uh, it's, I've, I've really, like, I was, I've been excited for the NBA this year as a Nets fan. You know, like uh, to the start of it, you know, I knew yeah, it was going to be sure. a train wreck. I knew it was going to be a train wreck <laughs> with Kyrie. And then they really piled on the, uh, the you know, the craziness with, with Mr. Harden. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you, do you think, you know, just switching over to the NBA, do you think, mm -hmm. I mean, because I know you're, you're a Laker fan, true and true, you're a LeBron fan. Yeah, you know, you got the gold, you got everything ready to go. Do you yep. do you see? I feel like it's gonna be the Lakers again coming out of the West. I think the Clippers mm -hmm. will will you know make the fight, but again, I think they'll fall short. I just think they're missing that uh, that piece that that I think the Lakers have, other than right. LeBron. You know, Kawhi is right. fantastic, but I just don't feel like they have that big big guy uh, yeah, that they have totally. with AD. Um, who do you see coming out of the East? Do you think it's Do you think it's the Nets? Do you think the Nets even? I mean, star power, yes, they should in theory. In yeah. theory, but do you see it actually happening? Um, that's a great question because I do see it happening. I just really see what you saw when LeBron first went to the Heat. 
You yeah. know, there was a lot of hype around it. There was yep. not as much dysfunction as you're seeing with some of the players in on the nets, but there was a lot of hype. They just didn't gel. Yeah. And I think they're going to make a run for it and they'll probably make it to the finals, but I just don't think they have, because see the way in the podcast, the way that we've always said it was like, there's just this extra determination that you see in winning teams. There's yep. just like this extra gear where they're not going to allow anything from the outside to determine yeah. that they're going to win. That's all they have in their mind. So when you saw the Lakers winning in the bubble, it was because they said, this is what, this is ours and this is what's going to happen. And the heat were like, we didn't even think we were going to be here. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is fun. You know, big head coffee and yeah, yeah. Tyler hero. And, <laughs> And they're like, we're having fun. We're here. And it was you know? a fun team to watch. That Heat team was yeah. a fun team to watch for sure. Yeah, and they're still exactly. fun to watch. They're still fun absolutely, to watch. absolutely. But it was like a different year that yeah. you saw the Lakers. And that's what you see when you see these guys win is that you just see this, this other gear. And I think the Nets have everything that they need, especially with Katie's just brilliant. But the guy that's coming off an Achilles, he's playing unbelievable. He doesn't even want to talk about that anymore. Yeah. He's like, I'm tired of people asking me how I feel. He's like, yeah. I'm playing. Which and I, feel, by the and way, I feel like Katie has that. Like, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but Katie yeah, has no, no, that, no. what you talked about, that like determination to win. I don't know about his two counterparts. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know about Harden and Kyrie. I don't know if they have the heart that he has that he wants to put in all the time. I'm not saying they, yeah. they don't. I just, I don't see it all the time. Yeah, I think it's, um, you got to all have, you have to be set in that, yeah. you know, and and I think they're still going to try to figure out who really the leader is there and like who the team should follow because it's not just them three players, right? No, there's at least, there's at least two others on the court yeah, <laughs> at yeah. the same time. So they all have to say like, okay. And I think, I mean, if you think about it, when you looked at the OKC team, you had KD, you had Westbrook and you had Harden yeah. and they couldn't, they couldn't win. And that was still, who's the leader? Who are we following? And then you had um, Harden at Houston, and then you had Westbrook, and everyone's like, "Whoa, you know, this is going to be a power deal." But then it's like, okay, who do we? Who's the leader? Who's the leader? Who, so yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree, and I, and and I, I would I would hope as a Nets fan that I could you know we can make that analogy in terms of like the Harden Westbrook and KD early in OKC was just immaturity, you know, youth and the, mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. being young, but um, you know it's. It's interesting because they they're putting up incredible numbers, but their defense is fucking lacking. They're just not. Oh, they, they can't yeah. stop anybody right now. They couldn't stop. I mean, forget the you know. I'm not gonna say COVID. They couldn't stop a cold. And right. you know, I just I, I I wonder. I think they'll pull it together. Philly's playing pretty well. Um, oh, Joel Embiid's having a, a season. season. Yeah, and and you know. That's the one thing I think that, like, again, I think the Nets are missing is that big, big guy. You know, I don't think Harden was the answer that's going to set him over mm -hmm. the edge. And I, I would have preferred, and there's rumors that they might go for Drummond, you know, as long as Cavs eat that cap space, whatever it may be. Right. That's not a bad pickup. But, you know, when you're going against these, look at the top teams right now or look at the top players that are playing. Embiid, the Joker. I mean, these guys are having MP, oh, MVP yeah. seasons you know, totally. and I don't think the Nets have that. I mean, they don't have that big guy in in the paint. You yeah. know, it's all out out of perimeter. Katie's tall, but he's lanky. You know, so yeah. he's you know he's that small forward you know position. Totally. Um, 
you know, is is I, I Milwaukee is I don't know. I think Milwaukee is just having this weird year. They're Milwaukeeing, whatever. You, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Giannis is going to be Giannis. Okay, so he's going to put on a show and he's going to do his best, and I'm happy for that because I have him on my fantasy team, and I'm like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I don't need you to win. I just need you to ball. You know, yeah, so yeah. you these guys are. I mean they like to say like, okay, we, we didn't have the rest that we normally had, you know, between seasons, which is true. But at the same time, like WNBA players, they finish their season and they go overseas. So, you know, I'm like, what is the excuses? What do you want to, what do you want to say? And how about, you know, are you just going to play? And also you have to think about like what's happening in society. Cause that was the big thing about the bubble, right? Yeah. It's like, you can't separate, you can separate physically so that the virus doesn't, you know, have a chance to spread, but you're not going to stop information that's happening about the world. Yep. And we had the summer of black lives matter. We had the outgoing administration. We have now the incoming administration, we had the insurrection. And so all of these things we have to remember, these are human beings. Yeah. And just because they get paid to play a sport that, we all are entertained by it doesn't mean that we can dismiss the fact that they're going to have these things also be part of what they take onto the court, you yeah. know, and the stories. They're still public citizens. You know, they may have, they may, exactly. they know what I mean? Like they, they vote, they pay taxes. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, <laughs> just because you know, they're in front of the camera, they have a special talent, which is something we enjoy and it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful game. It yeah. doesn't, it doesn't exclude them from feeling what's going on, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, as much as we give shit to Kyrie, you know, Kyrie has a lot of good points in that aspect because. Well, you know, I, I understand. I got my sage. Yeah. yeah. I got my own sage going on <laughs> sage, you know? I get it. I get it. Yeah. So it's, you know, and, 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 and everyone's feeling, and it's funny because there's so, it's so hypocritical because people are like, Oh, you know, I'm affected so hard by the COVID, you know, like I can't see my family, I can't be my friends. I've lost my job, et cetera, et cetera. You know? And then, you know, they look, they look to these athletes and they're like, oh, this asshole doesn't want to play tonight. Or this person doesn't want to fucking play tonight. It's like, yo, these people need rest too. They, there's mental things that you don't know that that's going on in their world, yeah. you know, just because, you know, they're not going to get you their your two point or your three point parlay <laughs> swing, and you ain't going to make a hundred bucks. Doesn't mean that you know. Right. Like here's an idea: go take that hundred bucks and go see a therapist for your addic- your addiction, bro. Um, yeah, no, it's true. It's yeah. true. You know, we explore. I mean, that's the thing with the podcast is we like try to explore that just as much. We're not we're not very X's and O's oriented at all. Right. Like for the most part, we're like. NBA hit the link. No, it's, and that's and that, you know it's funny because like when I was when mm-hmm. I was you know starting when I was creating this show, I was like mm-hmm. I know sports. I've been in sports for a lot of my life, you know, but I don't want to talk about sports. I don't want to talk about the exercise. I want to talk about stories. I want to right. talk about people's personal lives. I want to get into that. You mm-hmm. know, what what drives someone? What 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 are they passionate about? Whether it's sports or not. And right. you know, this I get this is a good segue because I really want to go into, you know, your creation of the podcast. Mm-hmm you know, what was the process? Why did you do it? Was it just, you know, like take me through your process of how this all started and, you know, and and, you know where it is now. Sure. Well, uh, I was a little girl in a cabin. (laughs) (laughs) We had no shoes. No, no, no. The reality is I worked in sports a lot, you know, alongside you for, you know, for the time that we worked together. But prior to that, you know, I had a, a lot of 
Yahoo Sports and I had worked on fantasy and, and, um, and other things. And I loved basketball. So that's the other thing too. It's like, you know, when you were in the beginning, when you're saying all the things that I do or have done, I'm, I am large and have a lot of like multitudes, right? Yeah. I do a lot of things and sports is actually something that a lot of people don't know that I'm a huge fan of, or that I love playing basketball or not playing, but I love watching basketball yeah. being played. So it was kind of out of left field that I did start a sports podcast. Of all the, of all the things that I've done, the fact that I started a sports podcast, I think was like the most, you know, left field for a lot of people. But I, we started it with, I started with Karen Yanko, who you mentioned. Um, it was us two and we were going to, we would play fantasy basketball and we were like, God, you know, I wish, I wish we could talk about like what people are wearing in the tunnel walk and, you know, who's dating who and who, and where do they go eat? And why did they, you know, and like, we would, we would pick people based on like, well, how's the locker room chemistry? You know, what are the rumors come out? Like, you know, do we know what a player sounds like? If you don't know what a player sounds like, then they're probably pretty good for a fantasy team because all they're going to do is play. (laughs) (laughs) That's like a good rule of thumb. (laughs) You know, for a long time, I didn't know what Alex Caruso sounded like, but he was great on my fantasy league. (laughs) The things like these tips that we would do that was more based on observation and just being part of culture and basketball, being really an American sport and being really ingrained in the culture and we were just like one day we're like you know what and it was actually karen she kept saying let's do a podcast let's do a podcast and i was like i'm gonna do a podcast like i don't even know where to begin to do a podcast you know and she was like oh come on so finally i just i gave in i said you know let's just do it so i bought a microphone um you know whatever amazon reviewed said to buy and i worked with um our art director who, you know, a friend of uh, yours, yeah, um, yeah, Patrick. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I'm like, Hey, can you make me a logo? And <laughs> I'm going to try to do this podcast. So we just, you know, we do, we did it remotely. That was the other thing too. Like I don't never knew how to do a, like a show with the person in the room with me because right. <laughs> like, I started. Karen's, with, Karen's not down by you. She's, she's no, no, yeah. she's up North. Yeah. She's in the Bay. And so um, the one thing I did, um, the one thing I we did spring on, which I was like, we have to hire was a um, engineer, like a sound engineer, because that was the one thing like, I'm like, there's a lot of things that I want to learn, you know, that seems like, yeah, I want to learn this, or I don't want to learn this. So if I don't want to learn it, just pay someone. So we found someone and we paid him, we would each record, um, we would, we would use GarageBand or one of those things. And then we would give him the stems. And then he would sync them up and add our intro and our outro and music to it. And um, and then we just started. We were just like, <laughs> you know, we don't know. We were in a closet. Like I had a closet and it was all like with my clothes. And we just started talking about basketball through our purview as, you know, she's a Filipino. I'm Mexican. Um, you know, we wanted we watched basketball we loved it and we wanted to really create a safe space for us to be able to talk about sports and basketball the way that we wanted because a lot of times when you say yeah i like basketball or football whatever it's like quiz time Uh, right it's like we got (laughs) especially when you work in sports especially when you work in sports that's the one thing that drives me nuts it's like 
who's you know, who's got the bigger brain when it comes to stats it's like no i don't i don't have time for this man yeah i don't, I don't care yeah. about that yeah exactly exactly so that was one of the things where we're like you know we're not gonna we're not we may talk about it we may not talk about it but we just had we just wanted to have a conversation and we learned a lot in our first um we didn't even know seasons like i didn't know like there's seasons and episodes and all this stuff about podcasting that I just, and I actually, um, the way we broadcast it is I did it on my Squarespace. So I okay. found like a plugin that you could put on my, on a Squarespace on my website and I used it and filled it out and we were on Apple podcasts before you know it. So I learned everything about producing it and creating it and publishing it. Um, and eventually we were um, approached by who we uh, syndicate with now, the Good News Radio station, uh, radio and podcast. And they came to us and they're like, we don't know of any women's sports talk shows. And not only do we not know an all women's sports talk show, but we don't know one like yours where you're actually just talking about the culture of basketball and you know, just talking about headlines, sport headlines, sports stories and basketball. And we really like that. We really want that. We really want your point of view. So we signed with them and yeah, we're on our, we're in our third season. Um, we, let's see, we'll have our 93rd episode. I think we're going to be recording our 93rd. Amazing. Amazing. That's great. Yeah. And Kendall joined, um, last season. Yeah. So Kendall Freer, who's a friend of ours and, um, you know, she's just, she's awesome. I, she a new, a new, a newly it. added fr- uh, fan uh, yeah. to the Portland Trailblazers, a fantastic yes. team to pick. Yeah, I remember that we did. Whole, the whole contest. <laughs> uh, yep. I did a abysmal attempt to try to, because I mean, here's the thing. It's like, you know, when you're trying to sell a team from New York, it's already hard enough because it's like, man, no, I got I to gotta be, you know, when you're not from New York, you don't yeah. care. So it's right. like I don't want to I don't want to hop on a bandwagon. So I already was going in there. I feel like already in six feet under, and I was like, well, I'm just gonna give it my shot, being a fan myself. But I, I'm, I'm not upset that she picked the Trailblazers, um, you know, which was like a shock to a lot of people that were not Trailblazer fans. Right, right. right. <laughs> Although I felt the same way because I knew she was gonna be a Laker fan. There was no way she was gonna be a Laker fan. I was like, that you. Yeah. It's too easy. It's too easy to yeah. pick, and, it, and 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 I feel like when you, you know, for I equate this to Yankees fans and Lakers fans and and Cowboys fans. Like, I, there's so many people that are like, oh, I'm a I'm a Yankees fan, a Lakers fan, and a Cowboys fan. I was like, really, you picked like the most prominent teams in their sport to be a fan of, right. like, next to like the Steelers. You know what I mean? Or now right. the Patriots, right. whatever it may be. And it's, and I just feel like you know, you don't want you don't want to be that person that just hops on the bandwagon, you know, yeah. you can, there's, yeah. there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. You can do it. But I, I think you, yeah. uh, when you're being talked to about sports in that aspect, where you're talking about the game and culture, you're just, you're, you know, and you lose respect for that person because they're like, Oh, they're just hopping on that. You well, know, I think, a lot, you know, there's a difference too. Like, I don't, I'm trying to think when it became in vogue to more be a, a player follower you know, le- less about like the team. I think LeBron kind of ushered that in because he's moved around a few times now yeah. where you follow a player versus following a team or yeah. you like a player versus a team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I, when we found out that Kendall didn't have a team, we decided to come up with that contest and it, and it was really great. We got a lot of engagement and a lot of people were trying to sell their team there. And 
I mean, I will say the person that ended up selling the Portland Trailblazers came into the studio and gave her Trailblazers swag. Yeah, so, I mean, she laid yeah. it on the line. They laid it on the line. They laid it on the line. I know, I know your husband's a huge Knicks fan, and he always he always makes fun of me for being a Nets fan. You know, he's I remember you know whenever we're drafting or whenever I'm on the show talking about the Nets, Nets, he always has a little snarky snarky comments, and that's fine. You know, and the Knicks are actually having a good year. And so he they're not bad. They're, I think they're ninth in the in the Eastern yeah, Conference. Right but now. here's the, they're competing. They're competing. It's not mm-hmm. like a you know, it's in a competitive East for the most part. It's not like they're, you know, it's not like one through five is good and then like, oh well, yeah, they're competing for the eighth, ninth spot where the team is like 10, 10 games behind. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Knicks being a Knicks fan, you know, I gotta give it to them. They have a great loyal. system. And they're loyal. I mean, I've always, I mean, I'm married a Knicks fan. And I would say to all you single people that are listening, find yourself a Knicks fan. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Little Kendrick right there. Exactly. You will not find a more loyal person if you find yourself a Knicks fan. And also someone who can really take a joke because those, I will tell you, I crack up watching like Knicks tape. Um, and that oh, whole yeah. like Twitter Knicks universe, like they hang oh, a yeah. banner for everything, you know, they make a fake banner and oh, yeah. they're, great. they're great. And, you know, to be honest, like if you go to a game, if you have, you know, once COVID's over, maybe you can go if you haven't, I- I'm sure you have, but if you go to a game at Madison Square Garden, it's a different feeling. It's yeah. definitely a Mecca, like yeah. whole like feeling that you get going there, being there um it's just a lot there and then they also have walt clyde frazier who's one of the best sports analysts who was a player yeah i mean you are not going to get poetry like you do out of that man that no, guy absolutely not he, he when he he he's an institution he's legendary there yes. it's like uh it's um jesus uh bob shepherd who was with the mm-hmm. yankees who would always yeah. call you know the the voice it's like yeah. when someone like that goes you know, or leaves like Vince Scully, you know, he hasn't gone, but he's left, you know, it's just, there's a piece of history that's gone there. And I think, you know, every, every big city, you know, whatever you want to say about the popular teams, the Dodgers, the Lakers, the Yankees, you know, that, you know, uh, the Knicks, there's something that's legacy there. That's, that's ingrained in what, what came up with what we call culture as well. You know, the Lakers have this culture, you know, and I feel like when they left the forum, not that part of that culture died, but it just changed a bit, you know, when going mm-hmm. to the Staples Center. And now since then, they've created this rich culture there because mm-hmm. they've won so many times. But like Dodger okay. Stadium, Dodger Stadium is a place where it's just like it's, you know, being a Dodgers fan is diehard. And I have, yeah. you know, I love Dodgers because they came from Brooklyn originally. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a Yankees fan. But when the Yankees left the original Yankee Stadium, it just... <laughs> You know, going to the games the first few years, it just didn't feel like a Yankee game. It felt somewhere, it didn't feel like home. And Madison Square Garden is that home. I feel like it's the last, one of the last, like, established establishments that, you know, has, you know, Walt Clyde Frazier and all this other stuff Mm -hmm. that goes around it. Yeah. I mean, it's located right in the middle of the city, too. You know, I mean, it's 34th, you know, it's in Midtown. But you... You know, you take a, a subway there and you like come up from the underground and you're like, there it is. And you just, it's, it's a feeling, yeah. you know, it's a feeling that I don't, you don't just, you don't get that in any other stadium. No. And, and, and I'll say this is growing up as a Nets fan. It was hard. I mean, I grew up in Brooklyn mm-hmm. before the Nets were in Brooklyn. They were in New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. Right? And yeah. listen, there was tons, there were tons of names <laughs> that were going to, they're like, oh, we're going to change the names to the Swamp Dragons. I'm like, Jesus Christ, can we just... <laughs> 
can we, and it was, I mean, especially growing up, you know, and the reason, and the reason why, and it's funny because the reason why I became uh, a Knicks fan was two reasons. One, uh, my dad just took me to the Nets games. Right? Mm-hmm. Why I became a Nets fan. My dad took me to the games. Uh, he had a lot of clients. We've got to go, you know, see great, see great, great, uh, had these great seats. Um, yeah. And two, and it's interesting, he wasn't a fan of Patrick Ewing. Really? Yeah, he. I don't. I don't know if he didn't like his game. I don't know. And here's the thing: my father loved the Knicks growing up. I mean, he uh, he's a photographer and architect, and he got to. This is you know obviously, uh, I, I there's old film uh, photographs I should say, black and whites from the seventies, uh, with Reed and everyone playing. Like he took pictures of on courtside, like these cool ass photos. Wow. And I don't know if it's. I don't know. Maybe and and I think it's honestly maybe it's a Dolan thing as it as it gotten later because I think he wanted to become a Knicks fan Mm -hmm. and I think you know and he didn't like Starks for whatever reason he just (laughs) I think that's what solidified he's like I don't like Starks I don't like Anthony Mason I'm like well I get it they're winning now too this is the 90s you know they were also competing (laughs) so my dad loved seeing like Reggie Miller like choke on Spike my dad loved that whole thing and so we would just go to Nets games and I feel Mm -hmm. like you know. The Nets will never have the rap that the Knicks have. Uh, maybe they will. I don't know. Every I can never say never, but I, it's going to take a century before it gets to that point. Yeah. Um, but there's something that you know, like you said, something about loyal about Knicks fans. That fan base, mm-hmm. they're diehard. You know, they and it's it's hard being a Knicks fan, and I don't think they'll ever. Was- I, I don't know if they'll. They'll eventually achieve what they've what they were used to be. You know, this famous franchise. Yeah. I think they got to get rid of Dolan. I think that's a huge part of it. He's never, he's not, he's yeah. going to go to his deathbed with this team though. Yeah. You know, he's he, going to be he out there. Ta- he, he'd take him down. He yeah. Will take he's him. going out with a ship. Yeah. It's his ship yeah, and he's driving sure. that ship into the wave. He doesn't care. It's a yeah, tsunami. He and he's going care. right for it. doesn't care. It doesn't care. But, you know, Thibodeau seems to, you know, he's been playing these younger guys. I think the whole thing was they were worried that he was going to come in and get all the old heads out there playing like all the minutes, but he's been true to like keeping, Barrett out there yeah. giving top in minutes. Um, you see Quigley, who's Quigley's like. Quigley's been fantastic. And he's on my fantasy fantastic. team. Fantastic. He's on my fantasy team. Oh, what a You're pickle. so lucky. Listen if, if, listen, if I wasn't just on the wire, like I think it was two weeks ago or three weeks ago, and like lucky. half my roster was like injured because of COVID. And I was like, mm-hmm. I need I need a guard. And I was like, I'll take yeah. Smart. I'll take this guy Quigley. He seems to be on the uptick. And I just, I haven't dropped quick. And he's been fantastic. He's been fantastic. And it was crazy is that he's the other fantastic. day I got, I got notified from the app uh, that he was dropped in over like 3,600 leagues, 36,000 leagues. And I was mm. like, why? Is something going on? I was like, no, he's still putting up numbers. I don't no. get it. Maybe just no. people had other COVID players coming back. Um, yeah, that's that's possible. Yeah, that's very possible. So you see that a lot. But no, yeah. I, I, you know, it's it's cool to see the Knicks do well. I and that uh, Julius Randle's a huge surprise, not a huge surprise, but just that he's playing. He's playing very well again on my fantasy team. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, um, it's it's been. I just I'm I'm I love the NBA right now because I just I think you got this mix of the old guard and the new guard mm-hmm. and they're all talented. You know, they're, it's yeah. super. Ta- it's it's fantastic games overall. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. I, I I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> just I just want them to stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, quickly, I want to talk about your uh, your your uh, how much you love sneakers, your fashion. You know, oh, you, you are, you are, a, I mean, a sneakerhead for the most part. Uh, <laughs> no? Yes? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I do have a lot. <laughs> when I, listen, when I met you, 
I, I think what you know, it was one of those like uh, you know for black. But what are those? Those are really cool shoes. You have like, these <laughs> these rosy red shoes on, and you're like, yes. oh, these are my. And I don't even remember the names. Oh uh, yeah, they're probably my like French designer yeah. Nike collab or something. What is what is really quickly like because I really want to talk about. Um, Sundance, because I know you you tended virtually, mm-hmm. and I yes, want to talk I about uh, television one one division. Yes, but yes. what are your top five like uh, you know the um, releases by Nike or or not? Is it Nike? What are your top five uh, shoes that you like or you know the brands? Well, I I you know what I'm really been and I know this is weird, but I'm loving the Jordan collaborations, and okay. I picked up one of the first Jordans with the all red. Yeah, and I, I, I actually. Those. I love those. Those are really great. I've been um, like an Air Force One person. I'm never mad at those, but I'm really, okay. So what I'm really excited about seeing are the new shoes, like the, what are the free ease? The ones that are snapping. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that I'm excited about because those are the types that are for the accessibility. And they really think that that's like very, very important. So yeah, I have like, I have some like vintage stuff going on that I haven't never worn. And in this quarantine, I, you know, usually like in slippers. So, so, okay. So Nike slides. (laughs) 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 That's one of my favorites, (laughs) you know, uh, if Nike came out with Crocs, that'd probably be my other one. Um, so yeah, so I haven't, you know, shoes hasn't been a huge focus as far as the releases right now because I'm like, I'm not wearing them, but yeah. I am really excited by um, the accessibility because I believe Elena Del Don also came out with an accessible shoe. Uh, she's uh, Washington Mystics. She just uh, got, she just, she just moved to the Mystics. She was from, was it Minnesota? No, she was, she was, she moved to the Mystics two seasons ago. Two seasons so ago, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. And her um, sister has um, disabilities, yeah. like sight, sound, like she, she has a lot. And um, she worked to have a shoe that would be accessible for someone who has a hard time putting on shoes. And so that's what's really getting me excited is those releases that are meant to allow everybody to have access to be able to wear really cool shoes. And these like ease ones that you just like slip in and yeah. you snap. I mean, they're not the best looking shoe. No, I like that. Listen, I like these colors. I like these colors. They're like these, reminding me of these like hyperlink, you know, these like hyper color shoes, like the shirts that we used to have in like the late 80s, early 90s. I really like, I'm vibing with those. I really want to get them. I really want to. I don't, I don't own any Jordans. Um, uh, uh, Really? Yeah. That's weird. You're like, that's like your number one fan. I know. I know. I know. I I think um, I had them. I'll say I had them growing up when I was playing basketball in high school. Like I had, mm. I had the Jordans, I had the space jams, you know, mm. because oh, sure, you didn't sure. get those, you know, <laughs> how could you even step onto the court and, you know, in rich white New Jersey. So like, you know, right. I just, uh, <laughs> but I don't have the retros and I think, you know, I've been mm. wanting to buy them, but I, I just, you know, I think because I, I admire them so much and I know how clumsy I am and an ox you know I'm just gonna smudge them all up that's why I just get like Chuck T's you know what I mean like it's just easy for me like the dark Chuck T's and whatnot but yeah I gotta get myself a pair of Jordans I gotta I, like, I really like the Jordans and I also like the Cortez which is just like yeah. a regular just oh, I'm on the goat app I'm looking I'm looking it's yeah. you know I'm I'm you know like I'm I love the, like all white white colorways where it's just like 
that's been my that's been my thing lately is like super like neutrals and like white because like also when you buy a white sneaker and you can keep it white yeah. like that is like a mark of yeah. you know you are the your your marquee because yeah. my my nephew he's 14 now but when he turned 13, I took him to the Nike store. This is pre-COVID, yeah. thank God. Um, I took him to the Nike store and I he wanted a pair of white sneakers. And his mom, my sister, was like, no, absolutely not. I, because <laughs> I am not going to deal with the white sneakers as a 13-year-old boy. And I said to my, my sister, I'm like, look, it's my gift it's to him. And if he wants to get him dirty, then he gets him dirty, but let's hope he doesn't. And he's going to be learning, learning a valuable lesson and like fashion and responsibility. Those shoes, they, they, he grew out, he busted out of them before they ever were not white. So there That's you go. Good. And now he can it's keep them and then he can. And what's great about the sneaker, the sneaker culture now is that it was funny. I was, um, you know, one of my friends, I saw it on Twitter. They're like, well, you know, I'm not into stocks. What else should I get into? And someone's like, sneakers, sneakers, <laughs> trade them online, go to go, you know, and he does that. My friend does that. You know, he's a huge yeah, sneaker. A he's got thing. a whole like garage full of stuff that he's just, you know, and he sells them on the app and he makes a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm making more money than I would probably put in the stock market right now. I was like, wow, that's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. I will say though, that there was a time like maybe 10 years back where there were more women shoes than there. I mean, they make them now, but they, they had like specialized and there was one shop in Los Angeles where you could actually go. And I forget the name of it because no longer there, yeah. but it was all, it wasn't men's shoes in small sizes. It was actually women's sneakers like it they were imported from you know other countries and they would sell them there so and, men, and guys would go buy them pretty much yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's a thing it's a thing and like you know i i I've, i think it's just like a money thing for me like once i start making a little bit more money i'd, I'd like to do you know just you know spruce up my feet a little bit spruce up my yeah. feet nothing wrong with that nothing, nothing wrong, wrong at all with that. nothing at all <laughs> so let's talk about sundance so you attended yes. is that right sundance the yeah. it's the virtual now is this the, obviously this is obviously yeah. the first year they've had to really uh, done something yes. like this they've they've never done something like this before or they have never okay never now, never did, any, did anybody time. attend in person or was it not allowed so it was all I think there were small but you know because it's Utah again yeah. a place that was like no mask you know they're yeah, kind yeah. of you, you can yeah. I'm not gonna of, infringe yeah. I'm not gonna make all your wife sister wives wear of COVID, a mask but like I ain't hating on her yet you know what I mean exactly exactly you know so that's what it is there um so I think there were um a few live events that you could go to but nothing to the you know what you would see yeah. in the festival not, not what it is no yeah, so I um so back in it's, it's, I don't know if you have time for the story, but back yeah, in June we got, we, or listen, July, I, it's all it's all time on you. I mean, okay. Okay. I mean, you know, I mean I, it's you know we're at Indy's place, so I don't want to also infringe on his time. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> so we so back in like June or July, um you know the pandemic, we we got came back from London in March, and we were like locked down, safer at home, and all this business. So come June or July, um, I had an old coworker of mine who was like, I'm going to, you know, he put it out on Facebook or something where it's like, Hey, I'm going to start a movie club and whoever wants to join can join. So I ended up joining. It was just four of us. 
So we're in this movie club and we have like different movies we watch and we have a bracket because it's like best actress winners of the Oscars and we watch these movies and we talk about it. And they're in Utah. They're actually okay. in Utah. And um, one of the members uh, works at the independent um, theaters in Utah, in Salt Lake City. And then another one of the members is part of the Salt Lake City um, arts community for theater. So, you know, we're, you know, that they're already there. So we're watching movies and as Sundance is coming, they're like, we're going to participate in Sundance. You know, it's part of, you know, what we need to do. Are you interested? And I was like, yes, a hundred percent. Because, you know, I hadn't done, because we'd been in this um, pandemic and it, I hadn't really done anything. So I was like, I would like to attend something. I, you know, yeah. it's not that expensive and I can stream all the movies um, from my laptop and then like airplay it onto the television. So it was one of those things where I was like, why not? Like, let's check it out. And it was so amazing. I can't tell you how like cool it was to actually, you know, watch movies um, <laughs> that, you know, we're getting first access to a lot of these movies and yeah. to a lot of these winners. And that you wouldn't even get access to normally because you, it, the tickets and, and, and hotels and all the stuff there is normally exactly. sold out. It's really like by invite. And if you're creating something, it's like South by, you know, like yeah. any one of those. But the other thing that was really interesting too, is that so a lot of a lot of the movies aren't purchased yet. So you don't know if they're going to get a wide release. I mean, you can kind of guess that there's going to be some, right? Like Judas and the Black Messiah and Passing with Tessa Thompson and uh, Ruth Nega. And then you have, um, uh, you know, so you, you kind of get the feeling, you know, Coda, which is one of the movies that had the world premiere there, just sold for $25 million to Apple. Wow. Plus. Yeah. So, so, after, like the, so after it premiered, it sold. After wow. it premiered. Yeah. And it was, it won like the U.S. dramatic um, for the festival and the best like ensemble it? cast. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, how many, so how many movies, so quick, how many movies did you watch over this, what, two week period, week period? It was a week. It okay. was like, yeah, it was about a week. Um, I ended up watching eight. Okay. So within like the fact that you, I'm, you know, working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then that's I'm trying a, to like that's, see. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I would say I, I watched eight. Actually, I, yeah. Eight, I watched nine. I mean, one extra because they, they did a tech um, thing and they gave free movies so you can check your tech. Oh, nice. And I ended, I ended up watching it. So maybe like nine. But um, I, yeah, I would just like, you know, you get the time and you, and you watch it. And I watched it prior to the um, awards with, then they have the award ceremony and then you can choose from the award winning um, to watch. But you get so many um, stories that you wouldn't, you know, I don't know. It was just like, just being locked up. Like, I love going to museums. I love, yeah. I adore going to a movie theater i used to my husband and i would go and see like the 9 30 a.m showing of movies and bring in coffee and donuts yeah. and like sit in the front row at the theater you know in the hollywood amc um we loved it we absolutely loved it and i was just like you know maybe this will just kind of spark some new stories some creativity and, and it was just it was wonderful we watched Nicolas Cage actually starring in one of yeah, the Yeah, I meant to ask you about that. What was the movie it's called? Um, it's called uh, Prisoners of the Ghost is Land. Is it good? What do you think? Um, It's good because it's a different story. Okay, so okay. it's wild. It's like 
uh, it's just wild. Like the it's is that going to be released worldwide or? I don't know if that one got purchased yet. Okay. Um, I haven't heard any buzz about it, but it's a Japan. It's a Japanese director who it's his first English speaking movie that he actually made in Japan. It's a mix of a spaghetti western and a samurai movie it's wild it is wild Nicolas Cage there's a few times he gets unhinged but for the most part like they're just... <laughs> so he does Nicolas Cage things gotcha which is, which is what I expected <laughs> yes the thing is though it's like the movie is so wild like he doesn't even seem that wild when you compare it to everything that's going on in the movie <laughs> so it seems like it was a perfect crazy. role for him yeah. yes Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So things like that, like Coda, which is uh, Children of Death Adults, which it, it was about a young woman who um, her parent, she's the only hearing member of her family, so she has to support her, fa- help her family, like interpret um, wow. because they're deaf. Yeah, that starred uh, Marley Matlin. Was, uh, oh Oscar wow! Okay. Winner. Yeah. So things like that. I mean, the Rita Moreno documentary, Questlove just got his documentary, Summer of Soul, um, picked up for I think. Uh, I think Sony picked it up and it's going to be playing on Hulu. So I saw some really, really, really great movies. And I was texting with my movie club and we were like, you know, just really excited about everything that we're seeing and talking about it. And we're actually going to be meeting on Monday and they're going to go over like a bunch of nerds, you know, to critics. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was really fun. It was really, really fun. And um, I, I hope they I know they're going to want it in person. Everything's going to want to pop off to be in person once COVID's over. Yeah, yeah. But and, I, and I can't say, wait. I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm really hoping that this thing kicks over soon. I know it won't, but like, you know, just talking about missing going to movies. I was talking about with Carrie today. Like, we just, I, I miss, I miss going to get popcorn. I miss sitting down, mm-hmm. seeing the previews, getting amped for like these movies that are coming up, and then watching the movie and just, especially mm-hmm. on a hot summer day. I mean, that's, that's, nothing beats that. Nothing beats going yeah. to the movies, you know, seeing the double feature even, you know. Um, yeah. There's certain things too that I don't know. You just, it's just, it just doesn't like Tenet. So I watched Tenet streaming. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I haven't seen it yet. I didn't really care for the movie anyways, but maybe the, the big theaters. screen would have, would have given it the, that extra star yeah. that I needed. In yeah. it. So, you know, and also like there's, you know, movie you can't when you can't take your phone out because you're in the theater yeah. makes it such a different experience than when you're. Well, at home I mean, I feel like we are the last dying generation that does that because now you know when we used to go to movie theaters, <laughs> I would look at kids, people walking. I'm like, can you put your god tell your kids to put your phone away, lock them up. You know, I mean, just, you got to go to 9 a.m. Yeah, I guess you got to go and, because there's nothing worse than seeing all of a sudden you see the glow. And I'm like, come on. Right. And even though it's like it's below you, it's just like, you know, it just it ruins that that atmosphere. And it, and it watching movies at home the same way, it just it ruins it, because I'm not fully I'm sitting on my couch. Yeah. I'm not fully immersed. So like yeah. I tune in and out of the plot. I'm I'm sitting yeah. there. I'm like, oh, what happened? What care? What happened? She goes, I don't know. I was I was flipping through Instagram. Yeah. I mean they they honestly have to work a lot harder. And I will say there was one movie that completely I did not look at my phone. I was completely in it. And I think it's a huge game changer. And that's Judas and the Black Messiah, which will um, premiere on HBO Max, I think, later this month. But it is a must watch. Okay. Like, if you can't watch all eight, 
which you can go to Letterbox and find. Oh, I got my I got HBO profile. Max. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to <laughs> watch roll. that. I'm ready to roll. It is it is significant? Okay. It is. It's a it's a game changer. In okay. my opinion. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah, it's great. Well, it's before great. I let you go, let's yes. switch over from the big screen to the TV screen and talk a little bit about a show that uh, honestly surprised uh, the fucking hell out of me. Um, WandaVision. Yes. And I don't know, are you a big Marvel fan? Are you a huge? I okay. Yeah, uh, I'm I even like Age of Ultron and people don't even like Age I of love, Ultron. I mean, I love and it I love Age of I Ultron. Love, I, love, I love Marvel. <laughs> I love the, you know, the cinematic universe it created. And, you know, I didn't know what to expect with these, mm. these, the, you know, Loki, uh, Cap, uh, the Winter Soldier, the mm-hmm. Falcon, Falcon mm-hmm. Little Soldier, mm-hmm. and WandaVision. Yeah. And there's going to be yeah. more. There's going to be Hawkeye, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's brilliant. And mm-hmm. I don't know if, I don't know if Loki is going to be as good. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that it's, listen, it's Disney. They're putting money into this. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the acting, the writing, mm-hmm. I, Carrie and I watch it and it's just, I watched the first two episodes when they released them and I was like, okay, I'm into it. I'm going to wait mm-hmm. until more come out because I don't want to do this thing where I'm waiting every week because it's one of those, it's a slow developing shit. The plot was slow developing. And, but the way they shot it, this mm-hmm. idea of, you know, her and any spoiler, Indy, I apologize. <laughs> I, Indy, here's the thing. Indy loves spoilers, which is the, the fantastic because I can fucking learn anything. I love it. Uh, I love it. But for anyone else who's watching, if you don't watch this part, that's why I saved it to the end. Spoiler, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. please, yeah. please, you know, go go subscribe to Liz's stuff if you're ending it right now. <laughs> um, but the the way they do this this television cinematic, this, 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 uh, it's just brilliant. Starts with like Bewitched, goes to mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and now episode five, we're in this '80s, early '90s genre mm-hmm. of this yeah. family ties. Yes, and very much. What I what I really appreciate Disney doing, and again, I haven't you know, there's still I think there's still like three or four more episodes left in the season. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. Um, what I appreciate them doing is that they're not catering, and Disney likes to do this, or companies like to do this to younger audiences. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. appreciate them taking the time and doing these genres, these 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 television genres mm-hmm. correctly so that everyone can appreciate them. Because mm-hmm. I really appreciate the, the 70s vibe that they gave with the Brady Bunch. I really appreciate mm-hmm. this 80s thing they did with the Family Ties recently. But it, it, it and it's it's just Paul Bettany's fantastic. Oh, I can go okay. on and on. But what do you yeah, think? Yeah. I mean, we'll get into the plot here in a second of episode sure, five. Sure, but. sure. Well, I absolutely love it and I knew I was gonna love it and um it it is a comic you know it's a graphic novel um because they have these spin-off universes they have these like you know crossover um MCU which in this last episode which we'll get into probably but you'll you (laughs) you 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 start to see where Disney because Disney bought there was a whole thing with Disney and Fox and that's why you had like Quicksilver and you had um, Pietro, right? Which is her brother in Ultron because they couldn't mix. So what we're seeing here in this fourth episode is not just an implication of like how the story narrative is, but it's an implication to the entire MCU universe and the crossover and what they are going to be able to do with that because they couldn't even make Wanda and her brother a mutant because of Fox and, and not being owned. Right. So they had to say like, it was the mind stone that gave him powers as opposed to the fact that it's Magneto's kids. 
<laughs> right, exactly. That's the bottom so line. You have all of these like narratives and stories that are opening up just based on that last episode alone. But the bigger picture of that, which I wanna, I think this is really important is one of the criticisms that I was seeing on Twitter was that people were saying, oh, this show is too slow. And I'm like, God damn it. Are we not like, we just have to have it all. Is that where we're at now? Because yeah. you can binge anything you want. You think you need to have everything in the story now and you're not giving it the time that it needs to breathe and develop. And I don't remember people saying that about Mandalorian, which no. there was a couple of episodes of Mandalorian where I was like, did I really need to see him have that love affair with that yeah. woman in the tent? Yeah. <laughs> But here's the thing: the Star Wars fans, Star Wars fans, and MCU fans are completely different. I mean, not completely okay, different, fair. but they're, they're very. It's it's different loyalty, and I feel like people will wait because it's an older audience when it comes to Star Wars. Fair. Um, and fair, a more obsessed, fair. weird audience that cries about <laughs> shit. Um, no, I, 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 I and I agree with that, and then and that sentiment is like people want everything now instead of waiting and that's yeah. why i waited because i watched the first two and i was like i'm gonna rewatch these two when four more come or three more come out or yeah. two more come out because i really want to see you know the connection and all that stuff and i really appreciate it's just so smart it's really great mm -hmm. and it's great acting um and i do love this crossover where they had evan uh i think it's evan burgers evan peters evan peters evan thank peters, you evan yeah. peters mm -hmm. who plays the quicksilver in uh uh x-men days of future mm -hmm. to future past and i was yeah. explaining yeah. carrie's like carrie's like i love that you nerd about this i'm like well let me explain like after you watch it i'm like see in ultron this is Pietro, which is quicksilver it's still a brother yes. but it's a little dumb and i'm like and now and i'm like, flipping back and i'm like it's so great to have all these aspects and yeah. she goes oh yeah. that's why people are freaking out i'm like yeah because yeah. now we're starting to see what i think is the beginning of the multiverse yeah and but it's not so important. More so than the multiverse, I think this is Doctor. You know, Doctor Strange. There's rumors that Doctor Strange has put her in this hex, so to speak. Yeah, because they don't know. Because she was like, yeah, she is controlling it, but there's some things that she isn't controlling. Right. Exactly. Like Quicksilver showing right, up. Right. And you know? and it's and, and it's it's so interesting to see because I mean I, I think he's a fantastic actor, but yeah. What I'm hoping this does is that it really envelops, you know, uh, it really develops into the movies, like this whole, you know, the TV verse and the movie verse mm -hmm. really get mm -hmm. into each other as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm excited to see. I mean, I think we're mm -hmm. years down the road mm -hmm. from this world of Secret Wars, which is like X-Men yeah. versus Avengers, yeah. you know, and yeah. then they end up teaming up. But yeah. ah, God, sure. it's it's so I thought I honestly I thought smart. what's that? And I just think it's super it's smart. It's super smart. Not only is it smart because the story is smart. I mean, you're talking about like, I don't know if you read any Jeff Lemire, but he has the Black oh. Hammer comic series. Okay. And like those, those are a slow burn that yeah. you don't know what's going on until like it hits you over the head. And it's just like this most magical feeling like that's what you want. Like, yeah. you're not going to tell me, okay, first off, the fact, like, just, I know Matt, you said Star Wars and Marvel are two different uh, creatures of fans. I happen to be a creature that is of both. I am too. But, no, no, I, I will say, but I meant like the diehards. I meant like the diehards. True, That's true, I mean. true, true. I do not have a Princess Leia bun wig. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not a diehard. Right. But how awesome is it that we never really knew about that Baby Yoda? Like all of a sudden it was like the fuck baby Yoda and your jaw drops, right? Yeah. So like then when you see, when you realize that Wanda, this is Wanda's universe 
And then, you know, the Quicksilver and you, and the fact that you didn't know that until now, yeah. that is magical. And so like, th- that's something that is so brilliant and to have actors that can do it the way that they're doing it, I think is like amazing. Absolutely. And the crossover potential because it's smart. Not only is it, we always talk about this. Don't, why do people love to leave money on the table? Right. I don't, you don't understand like why people want to do that. And if the Marvel universe did not figure out how to start blending these crossovers or how to do the multi-universe like they did with um, uh, the, the Spider-Man, Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have room anymore. Yep. Then you're going to get Zack Snyder cuts of everything. Exactly. I was Nobody you're, you're, wants you're gonna, that. You're going to end up getting DC. <laughs> and DC is just like, DC to me is like, because I, 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 growing up, I love Batman. DC was the world to me. Even even Christopher Nolan mm. with, with, you know, uh, uh, yeah. with the Christian Bale Batmans was fantastic. Mm. And they just haven't hit that remedy. They haven't mm-hmm. hit that what they need for yeah. to compete with MCU. I, I thought, you know, I loved the first Wonder Woman. I love mm-hmm. Gal Gadot. I thought it was fucking great. Yeah. And, and I hated the second. I really mm-hmm. didn't like Wonder uh, WW84. I, I just thought mm-hmm. it was, uh, it just, it, it was, it was, I don't know. It just, it didn't hit for me. I thought Pedro Pascal did a great job playing the character. He did. I thought yeah. Kristen Wiig's, I thought my, my issue with Kristen Wiig was like, I thought that they asked her to play, her awkward SNL characters that she played. Mm -hmm. And then finally we got to see this cheetah character come out. It was like, she's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I I think um, DC is there's, they're just, you know, they have the sparks, like what they do, they have that sparkle of like birds of prey, which I think has a lot that they can do there. And there is the, um, the comic of uh, Harley Quinn, which is amazing that's on hbo max and i'm excited for the new suicide squads that's coming out exactly but when you know you're talking about the latest movies and then the teaser is you show me a picture of jared leto as the joker i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna tune out i mean this is stupid you're not going forward you're not doing anything that's gonna like bring in the new and what's happening and how you can you know yeah. do all of these different crazy things and and marvel is doing it and you know I, I believe elizabeth olsen is out shooting doctor strange right now so there is definitely yep. she's the main character in it with strange yeah. and i can't wait yeah. to see it i'm excited to see it that i'm excited man and the spider-verse because yeah. they're gonna have all three spider-mans in it it's gonna. I be, know. It's, it's gonna crazy. Be, it's gonna be really exciting. I'm, and, and then what they're talking about with Black Panther, how they want to like, what are they gonna do there? Are they gonna like yeah. have a new Panther? Are well, they they're talking about have... even making a TV show now. They're talking about making. Yeah, that's this... right. Ryan Coogler, he's yeah. supposed to. I, be I doing appreciate that. that because I think that will hopefully tie in the unfortunate loss of you yeah. know, Chadwick. But big um, unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like how many times, like, if you're leaving money on the table, if you're not putting people on the screens that can see themselves you know yeah. I want to see myself on the screen because that is where the growth is yep. you know and that's where I find that Marvel's doing something and maybe DC needs to catch up absolutely I mean they're trying to do it with I feel like Black Adam and The Rock but it's uh, it's they need to do more than that it's more than just that it's more yeah. than just that yeah yeah because I mean the last greatest thing was in my opinion was Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy yeah yeah, and I'm curious you know. to see what they do with Robert Pattinson. I think it's going to be an interesting. Play. Oh, I love Robert Pattinson. Oh no, me too. Me too. I, <laughs> I could I, have I, a whole leather. And I'm excited. I'm excited <laughs> for that. I'm excited for that as well. Uh, you know, I, I, I know. Bat Bat Batfleck could have just 
pissed off. <laughs> well, I are you going to watch the Zack Snyder cut? Because I definitely am. Of course, I'm going to watch it. Listen, if listen, COVID, no COVID, I'd be watching this. I'm watching this cut. Exactly. I'm, I'm a nerd, so I'm going to watch this cut. I don't give a shit. Yes, I'm going to. I'm going to hate watch it, and I'm going to be okay with that. <laughs> Liz, I really appreciate you joining me on the show. Thank you so much, yeah. uh, my good friend, my mentor. Please uh, go check out her Twitter handles. Uh, it's uh, Lizzie Lap on Instagram and Lizzie Eb 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 on yeah. Twitter. L i z z y e e b. And then on Instagram, uh, the Hoops Talk is the Hoops Talking. Yes. At the Hoops Talking, and then the Twitter is the Hoops Talk Pod. Yes, that's correct. I knew it. I got it. Okay. Yeah. That's sweet. <laughs> Go check it out. Um, if you guys want this, you know, it's going to be, it, 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 it's, a, it's a fantastic show. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks so much, Liz. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>